You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 44. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hey, 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 what's going on? My name is Scott Wellens and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. I'm also a guy full of energy and passion about financial planning. Today's episode is going to be a second quarter 2016 review of the markets and the different dimensions of expected returns and the premiums inside of the market. I know what you're thinking, boring, but really I want to illustrate to you what's happening this year when it comes to these premiums that I talk about often on the Best in Wealth podcast. These premiums I'm talking about is your small cap premium, your value premium, just being in the market period premium, the profitability premium. Those are the ones that I'm talking about. Those are the ones that pretty much dictate what your returns will look like. I did read a study a couple of years back where 97% of your returns can be explained by how much you're in the market and how much your tilt is towards small value, small in general, large value, because those tilts have a premium extra return, but need to be treated carefully because there is extra risk involved as well. So we're going to go through some of that nonsense in just a little bit. Before though, I want to tell you this might be a little bit shorter of a podcast because I need to get off and running because we're going camping today in Door County, Wisconsin, which is kind of amusing because my wife doesn't really like camping. And this is the third weekend in a row that we're going camping. Hey, she scheduled them. I'm just showing up. But really, we're going with a family this weekend. We went with a different family last weekend and a different family, actually, my mom and dad, the week before. And they've been unbelievably fun trips and just getting together and cooking meals together and drinking together. That, my friends, is real wealth. And before this podcast, too, I got on a call with somebody from BombBomb. Anybody ever hear of BombBomb? Well, BombBomb.com is a service that allows you to send a video along with your email. So it embeds your video or something like that right into your email. So if you're a client listening right now, chances are you're going to get a video email from me sometime in the near future. I'm just kind of testing this out right now, but I kind of like sending videos instead of having to write out emails. I mean, really, it seems a lot easier for me because I don't like writing out emails to begin with. And hopefully it adds a little bit more personality to emails because don't you sometimes just hate 
emails and text messages. Sometimes it's really hard to read what the other person is actually trying to say. All right, it is time for the topic of the day. Today we're going to go over a second, the second quarter review, 2016 of the markets. And I've segmented this off into looking at the U.S. market as it pertains to stocks, the developed markets, and then the emerging markets or the developing markets. And I want to take a close look at this as it pertains to the overall U.S. market, and then break it down into value and small and see if those premiums have existed this year. And a lot of things have happened in the last quarter, the biggest being the fears that arose from the Brexit vote that pushes Britain into some sort of uncharted waters. And uncertainty in the market usually means some sort of an emotional response and plunge. That's what happened in late June. We had a pretty serious dip in the market the couple of days following. But what happened then was just a rubber band push the market right back to where it was. And when I look back in the quarter, that whole Brexit thing is certainly what's on everybody's mind. But there were other things that happened throughout the quarter, too. We thought for a moment the Fed was going to raise interest rates. But then they said, hey, you know what? There's no real rush in raising interest rates. We saw the eurozone sliding back into deflation. The U.S. Treasury curve is the flattest we've seen since 2007. The interest rates plummeted, and so mortgage refis are happening at an unprecedented pace. And then oil prices, all of a sudden, they rebounded a whole lot, which kind of leaves investors thinking about what's next. And I talk about these headlines because they're not offered to explain market returns, not at all. Instead, they serve as a reminder that investors should view daily events from a long-term perspective and avoid making investment decisions based solely on news that they hear on any given day. I had a guy tell me just this week, a guy who had a lot of cash on the sidelines, and when that market took a dip from the whole UK fiasco, that was a great time to put money into the market. And he said, you know what? I thought it was going to go down further, so I waited. Instead, it went back up. And then I thought, well, I better wait for the pullback, which hasn't happened. Now he's still sitting on the sidelines with cash once again. Market timing can add a whole lot of stress to your life. And the bottom line is, When you should be investing in the stock market is when you have money ready to invest for the long term. If you're sitting with money for the long term, there's no better time than to get in right now. I'm not saying it's not going to go down in the next couple of weeks because it might, but the whole market timing thing is not in your best interest. So what happened in the U.S.? Well, the market-wide The U.S. market grew. The stock market went up by 2.63%. But where were the the biggest gains in the U.S.? Well, large cap value came in number one at 4.58% for the quarter, followed up by small cap value, 4.31%, and then small cap, 3.79%. Large cap growth struggled, 
and large cap in general was about 2.46. You're seeing here the premium exist this year with value and with small. Yes, this is a very short period of time. And small doesn't always beat large and value doesn't always beat growth. But when we look at the long run, most of the time, value beats growth and small beats large. And we certainly see it this quarter in the U.S. What about international markets? Well, international developed, well, they struggled a little bit more or should I say, again, this quarter. Uh, and by the way, the U.S. stocks, the 35 or 4,000 or so companies on the public exchanges represent 53% of the total global U.S. market at 21.9 trillion. That's a big number. International developed represents 36% of the global economy at 14.9 trillion. And what happened here in U.S. dollar terms, developed markets outside the U.S. lagged both the U.S. equity market and emerging markets, which we'll get into in a second, during this quarter. And by the way, these are all indexes. I'm not referring to any specific fund that you should be investing in. These are just the indexes. You cannot invest in an index. The only thing you can do is if you're interested in an index, is invest in a fund that attempts to replicate the index. Just wanted to give you that disclosure real quick. So what happened internationally? Well, small cap took quite a beating. U.S. currency down 1.28% after we convert to U.S. And value was down 2.17%, while large cap in general was only down 1%. So here you see large cap and large cap growth outperforming value and outperforming small. Again, because this is just a short period of time and sometimes one and two and five years can be a short period of time as well. Again, when we look at the long term, value generally does better than growth. Small generally does better than large. All right, what about emerging markets? Well, emerging markets which started off the year, the first quarter, they were off the charts. Emerging markets represent 11% of the total global economy at $4.4 trillion. And here we're seeing some of the same picture as we saw with the developed markets where growth actually beat large cap, beat small, and beat value. Value actually came in after converting to U.S. dollars at a little under 1% loss, negative 0.35. Small was up just 0.4%, large cap up 0.66, and growth was up 1.71. What about countries? What countries did the best? Well, the U.S. in the developed markets ranked number four. The U.S. delivered 2.62%. The number one country was New Zealand at 5.3%, followed by Canada, 4.72. And the biggest loser during the second quarter in the developed markets was Italy, negative 11%. And who were the big winners in the emerging markets? Well, Peru was number one at an 18.19% gain. Brazil, number two at 14.44. And the biggest loser, Poland, negative 17. And looking at this 
We cannot predict which country is going to do the best next quarter. What we want to be is represented in every country and stay disciplined and stay invested so that we can actually achieve that expected return over the long haul. And what about real estate? Real estate was a big winner in the first quarter as well. Well, in the second quarter, U.S. real estate up 5.42%, the index, and globally up 1.31%, another nice gain for real estate. Commodities had about the best quarter with natural gas, with the rebound we've seen up 30%, sugar's up 29%, and the big loser was wheat down 9%. But that's just the quarter. What about year to date? How are we doing year to date? And when I mean year to date, I mean ending yesterday, July 14th, 2016, because today is July 15th, 2016, the time of this recording. So since the beginning of the third quarter, Returns have been off the charts. To give you an example, U.S. small cap value is up almost 5% this quarter, the first 14 days of the quarter. Micro cap stocks, the really small ones, up 4.85% as well. U.S. value up 4.65. Emerging markets up over 4. That's emerging markets value. Very, very high returns. In fact, there isn't any of these major asset classes that are in the red so far this quarter. Now, anything can happen going forward the rest of the quarter. And what about year to date through July 14th? Well, real estate securities in the U.S., the index is still up a ton, over 15%. Emerging markets value up over 15%. U.S. value up almost 9%, where the overall market with dividends is up about 7%. We're seeing these premiums play out, especially in the U.S. this year. And the great thing is some of these asset classes that were really struggling internationally in the international developed like international value is finally out of the cellar. But again, markets are down a little bit today and who knows what's going to happen going forward. And the important thing going forward, my friends, is not to look at these numbers and overweight your portfolio in the asset classes that are doing really well. The important thing is that you're already in these asset classes in a proportion that is right for your risk level. And once you're there, you stay there. Because listen, with every one of these asset classes, you're taking on a level of risk. The risk of the roller coaster ride, of the money going up and down, the variability of returns, the stuff that keeps you up at night. You're already taking that risk. So when you see some of these asset classes doing poor, the answer is not to get out of the asset class and try and do some sort of asset class timing. The key is to stay in. You've already taken the risk. Now, are you gonna stick around for the returns? Because when those returns come, they come in waves, baby. They don't come a little bit every day. They come 
in a variable wide array. But when they come, baby, they come. So if you're taking the risk, stick around for the return. I hope the second quarter review was helpful for you. For some of you are probably like, man, I'm sick of these numbers. But it's good to take a look at how these asset classes are performing and then look in your portfolio and see how your portfolio is performing. Hey, I hope everybody has an awesome week. I know in Wisconsin, especially in Milwaukee, it looks a little bit rainy. But you know what? We're gonna make the most we're gonna make the most of it because we're family stewards. And our glass is half full, not half empty. I hope everybody has an unbelievable week, and I'll see you next week on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.